Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, September 7th. In today's news, President Trump raises the prospect of impeachment at a rally in Montana. American troops will stay in Syria indefinitely. And senators cut a deal to fight the opioid crisis. But first, the big idea. Judge Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court confirmation hearings continued for a contentious and sometimes chaotic third day on Thursday, with President Trump the focus of questioning as much as the nominee. Members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, including some Republicans, pressed Kavanaugh about the judge's expansive views of presidential power. They focused in particular on his past writings that concluded civil suits and criminal investigations of presidents would be better delayed until the chief executive left office. And a newly surfaced email from Kavanaugh, written when he was a top lawyer in George W. Bush's White House, raised questions about whether he actually believes his statement that the Supreme Court's landmark abortion decision, Roe v. Wade, is settled law. He said privately in a 2003 email that it is not. Kavanaugh carefully picked his way through a minefield of queries and steadfastly refused to engage with any criticism of the president who chose him. He declined to comment, for instance, on Trump's personal attacks against Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg or on the president saying that the Justice Department shouldn't indict Republicans, but should focus on Democrats instead. Or on the time that Trump said a judge whose parents immigrated from Mexico couldn't fairly decide a fraud lawsuit against him because of Trump's many criticisms against Mexicans. Kavanaugh said, quote, I'm not going to get within three zip codes of such controversies. He also demurred when asked whether he believes, as Trump has said, that there were good people on both sides during the confrontation in Charlottesville at a white supremacist rally last summer. Justice Neil Gorsuch, by contrast, drew Trump's ire last year when he told senators during his confirmation process that attacks on the judiciary were, quote, disheartening. Kavanaugh, who has spent much of his life as a Republican operative, claimed that he stays out of politics. One other new issue surfaced Thursday when Kavanaugh was quizzed for the first time about gay rights. The judge pointedly declined to share his views on same-sex marriage and refused to say whether the high court's 2015 ruling that declared a constitutional right for same-sex couples to marry was correctly decided. This is important because Justice Anthony Kennedy, the man Kavanaugh would replace on the bench, cast the decisive fifth vote in that case. Kavanaugh's non-answer underscored the fragility of gay rights in America. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, at a rally in Montana on Thursday night, Trump warned his supporters that he could face impeachment if Republicans lose control of Congress, which he said is the main reason they should vote for GOP candidates down the ballot in the midterms. The president's riff came after days of mounting pressure on the White House over leaks from inside the administration that have embarrassed him and raised fresh questions about both his competence and temperament. At the rally, Trump challenged the New York Times to reveal the name of an anonymous senior official who wrote an opinion piece called, I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. But for the sake of our national security, the New York Times should publish his name at once. I think their reporters should go and investigate who it is. That would actually be a good scoop. 
Earlier in the day, more than two dozen top officials and cabinet members issued forceful statements denying that they were the author of that op-ed. But Trump's own aides have challenged little of the column's substance. And no formal White House investigation has been launched to discover the author. But Trump allies like Rand Paul, the Republican senator from Kentucky, have suggested publicly that Trump should use polygraph tests and force his staff to sign sworn affidavits saying that they didn't write the op-ed. It's not clear if the op-ed's author was found what legal remedy the government would have against them. Number two, the State Department says that despite his past objections, Trump has now reluctantly agreed to an indefinite U.S. military presence inside Syria and a renewed diplomatic push, scrapping plans to pull out by the end of the year. The administration has redefined its goals to include the exit of all Iranian military and proxy forces from Syria. The goals also include the establishment of a stable, non-threatening government acceptable to all Syrians in the international community. Meanwhile, Moscow has warned Washington twice this week that Russian troops who are propping up Bashar al-Assad's regime are prepared to launch an attack in an area where dozens of U.S. troops are located. CNN reports that Russia claims there are militants in this area, but the U.S. is warning Russia not to attack. U.S. military commanders are worried that if Russia is not precise with its attacks, it could prompt a confrontation that draws in U.S. forces. Number three, senators finally reached an agreement on an opioids package, making slow progress on an effort to address a national epidemic that killed more than 70,000 Americans last year alone. Senators have been working all summer to reach a deal on the legislation, which has emerged as a rare bipartisan priority ahead of the midterm elections. But the bill had stalled over Democratic objections to a grant program that they said was written too narrowly to benefit only one addiction advocacy group, which has heavy ties to the pharmaceutical lobby and would likely pad drug maker profits. Democrats got a change to the language so that more advocacy groups not tied to big business can get money to help people. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says the bill will pass next week and the president is expected to sign it. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, September 7th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Hellman. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.